This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, coming to you live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Underground Lounge is the location. Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Damon Cotton, he's home, or he's, a, he's back at the home studio, making everything go. I'm out and about, got my man Danny by my side, and we're going to hold it down for the next few hours. Of course, Monday Night Football is on the docket tonight. Week 11 is going to get closed out tonight with Tampa Bay and the New York football Giants. So uh, it's not the sexiest game on on paper, but I do think it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, none the least, I think that you should come out and check it out. Uh, I do think that it's going to be a pretty good little defensive showing for the Giants. They don't have a whole lot, in my opinion, uh, to, to bring to the table offensively, but I think the defense can kind of keep them around. Tampa Bay's been struggling a little bit. I think it's an interesting game to check out. And so if you're going to be out and about, you're looking for a place to watch the game tonight, why not do it here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge? Of course, we're here each and every Monday night. We have a ton of prizes to give you. Uh, we have Raider Nation Radio 920 um, koozies. We have cups. We have some, um, some hand sanitizer. We have some Raiders Mardi Gras-style beads. We have some T-shirts that we want to give out, and we have some tickets for you. And when I open up the envelope with all the tickets in it, and we do have plenty of tickets to give you in here, I'm looking at, ooh, basketball tickets. How about this? Damon, I know this one will pique your interest. How about UNLV and UCLA this upcoming Saturday, November 27th at the Thomas and Mack Center? How about that? Got a couple pair of tickets to see that. UNLV and UCLA, little hoops action for the running Rebels who uh, lost a couple games, but they look like a good team. I want a rematch with team. Wichita State. You what? I want a rematch with Wichita State. Oh, man. you get a rematch with Wichita State uh, at some point if, uh, if you can make it happen. But a uh, heck of a game. Uh, lost it. It was a tough loss, tough way to loss. Of course, controversial loss, but nonetheless, it's an L. It goes into the L column. And, hey, look, man, UNLV's got a really good team, man. And it, it started on, on Friday night against Michigan. And, of course, they didn't come up with the victory there, but you saw the fight in them. And I, I'm excited about what the Runner Rebels could do this season on the hoop court. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk, obviously, some UNLV throughout the course of the show. We'll talk some football and basketball. But uh, we do have these tickets here for you. So if you want to go see the Runner Rebels in action up close to personal, we have your tickets for you. We have some uh, comedy magician, Farrell Dillon. Comedy magician. Yeah, that's, that's a combination right there. Comedy magician at the same damn time. You want those tickets? We got them. Tape face, we have those tickets. And glittering lights. Oh, there you go. Drive through light show. Going on November 11th through January 9th. So it's going on right now through January 9th. This is kind of cool. This is a pretty big deal. So if you want tickets to that, I got those as well. And, of course, as mentioned, T-shirts, cups, koozies, hand sanitizer, and a lot more. Come on by and uh, say what's up, and uh, we'll, we'll hook it up. And like I said, we're going to be here, this nice setup that we have. And I'll tell you, this might be your lucky spot. No joke. And I tell you things all the time that are real stories. And, I mean, I, I literally walk into some funny situations at times. I was walking into Oyo not too long ago, probably about, uh, probably about 30 minutes ago at the most. I was walking in, and I decided I was going to make a beeline to the bathroom first. And so I went to the bathroom, but as I was going – 
I passed the double diamond machine, which is one of my machines. It's really the triple double diamond is my machine, but when all else fails, you go with the double diamond, right? And it's so funny because for weeks, no joke, weeks, I've been looking for that machine here, and I cannot find it. And I know I've seen it before. So I've been frustrated. So now I know why I haven't seen it, because I literally had to make a beeline to the bathroom from the front door before I was able to see it. Anyway, I see it for the first time in forever. And what's going on? My man is in front of it winning nothing but bread. I mean, just get it. All this thing is going ding, 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 ding. So I was like, oh, that's cute. Ding, ding, ding. It's still going. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to stop. Ding, 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 ding. It's still going. I literally go into the bathroom, and I can still hear, ding, 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 ding. I was like, no way. This thing is still going. I come out, ding, ding, ding. It's still going. I don't know, and I didn't want to stick around and see. I don't know how much he won, but my man won a lot of money because that thing, I promise you, from the minute I walked past him to the minute I walked out of the bathroom, that thing was still ding, 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 which gives me hope, which makes me feel like at some point I'm going to hit that double diamond or the triple double diamond, and I'm going to have that ding, 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 ding moment. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I've deposited a lot in different machines around town, but I haven't, uh, I haven't taken anything home yet. But, uh, so maybe it's your lucky day. Just like that dude, maybe you can get the, the luxuries of, uh, of hitting it big. And, I, again, I don't know how much he won. I really don't. Don't know how much he was playing. But I know that that thing was saying dink, dink, dink to the point where I thought the thing was broken. I did. I thought it was broke. I was like, man, is that thing stuck? If it is, it's a good thing to be stuck on, right? Stuck on winning. So it's just one of the many features. Of course, the sports book is here. Uh, you can go place your last-minute bets if you want on the game tonight, Tampa Bay and the New York Giants, or any other game that's going on. Matter of fact, right now I'm looking at some hoop action. The Maui Invitational is going on. Looking at Houston, they're a really good – talking about college basketball, Houston's a really good team. Got a lot, a lot to like from uh, what they got going on, and they're taking on Butler right now. There's, there's some fantastic action coming to town, man. I'm very fired up and pumped up about college hoops that's coming to town and everything that's coming to town. Uh, if I haven't told you a million times that Las Vegas is the place, the entertainment capital of the world, I'm going to tell you again. <laughs> it is absolutely the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, let's see. I already got some text messages. I'll get to those in a little bit. I want to hear from you throughout the course of the show, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, the Raiders coming off their third straight loss. And there's a lot of questions being thrown out there right now, a lot of questions from Raider Nation. A lot of questions from the media, a lot of questions I have. I'm sure a lot of questions the players have. But uh, another not good showing on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Raiders lose to the Bengals in a game where Cincinnati honestly didn't do a whole lot offensively, but they did enough. Raiders offense was a no-show. Uh, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It was just bad. You know, and I don't know how they get this thing jump-started. I don't know if they can get this thing jump-started. Uh, the media sessions, I thought, last night, and Damon, you were there uh, in, in the Raiders, not locker room, but in the Raiders' little media area, and you, you heard all the answers, you heard all the questions, and there was definitely a different tone to the theme last night. And then earlier today, Rich Basaccia also met with the media, and there was a different tone there as well. So uh, a lot of questions to be had. But, Damon, let me start with you off top before we really get into the, the teeth of the show. What was your takeaways? What was your biggest takeaway from the media session with – Basaccia and Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Unique Ngakwe and uh, Foster Moreau showed up last night as well. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from that? What kind of, what kind of, I don't know, what was your thoughts as you were walking out of there last night? That they're putting on a brave face. Okay. That I feel like, I think it is setting in that, like, man, we got to get it together or we're slipping. Because one of the things, Denzel Perryman, he tried to be like the lightest of everybody, you know, right. trying to like, crack jokes. He's got dinner reservations, guys, let's hurry it up. But he said, I don't watch too much TV. 
But the last time I looked at it, they said, hey, we were at least in the hunt. And I know right. that this isn't helping us out. Like, that, that's hurting our chances now. Right. So it's setting in. Like, they are realizing that they're slipping out of the hunt to even be in playoff contention. Right. And, I, and look, I've been talking playoffs all year long. I really have because the Raiders have been talking playoffs all year long. You heard that from Mike Mayock before the season ever got started. Now I'm at the point where, look, you're 5-5, five and five, and I know that, again, mathematically you're still in the playoff hunt, but it feels like, it really feels like now you're just trying to get through the final seven games and get to the end of the season and then figure out what you're going to do. It just does not feel like that this team, and, and I, I would be happy to be wrong. I'd be happy for them to all of a sudden flip it on, turn and hit the switch and play like the team that was playing at the beginning of the season. I just don't see it right now. I feel like there's a lot of questions and there's not a lot of answers. So that's that. Um, they are, like you said, mathematically still in it, but it is it just doesn't feel like they're mathematically still in it. Uh, again, I, I mentioned that uh, during the pre-pre-show that we did, Q's kickoff that you were a part of on, uh, on Sunday from Legion Stadium, I said this is not a must-win in, in terms of, like I said, being mathematically eliminated, but it felt like it was a must-win as far as mental, getting their mentals right. And I don't think that their mentals are right. I really don't. I mean, the, the mood of everyone except for Denzel Perriman last night was, I don't want to say doom and gloom, but, I mean, Derek Carr, looked, he looked exhausted. He looked mentally exhausted. Not physically exhausted. He looked mentally exhausted. Q, one of the answers that he gave to you when he's saying, like, hey, I'll let you guys write about it or talk about that. But then he goes on, not so much as a rant, but then he just starts expounding on, on your actual question. Right. And he's like, hey, man, like, I want to be a part of winning here. Like, the team's been bad for 20 years. Right. And I think it's getting to him. Like, the, eventually the losing gets to you. Right. Of course. Absolutely. The expectations are high. You start off on a, on a high, and then all of a sudden you hit a lull. And they're on a very bad lull right now. You know, and there's just no other way to, to talk about it, no other way to, to sum it up. I mean, it's just really bad. And, again, I don't know what's next. I mean, I'll tell you right now, on Monday, they, they had to turn around and play a game against the Cowboys. And I know the Cowboys are coming off a loss of Kansas City, but I, I have no doubt in my mind that Dallas wins this game on Thursday. I would be shocked. And now, with that being said, let me put an asterisk there. I'd be shocked if the Raiders win, but I know the way that they could win. Amari Cooper's not going to be playing. He's out with COVID. And CeeDee Lamb might not be playing either because he's, got, he's in concussion protocol right now. So just say both guys are out. That's two weapons right there. Michael Gallup, Noah Brown. I mean, they have some other guys there. But really, Michael Gallup would be your lead dog. Of course, you got Zeke Elliott. You know, you got other guys that can get it done as well. But that would be the one little caveat that I have that, okay, well, maybe because they have a, a few less weapons that they normally have. And the Raiders defense is playing really, really good ball. I mean, they were playing really good ball yesterday until they weren't. And the reason why they weren't is because they were on the field the whole damn game. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about. I was like, as much as I feel like the Raiders are not going to win this game on Thursday, that would be the way I see them winning the game on Thursday. So, uh, Raider Nation, got a, a big show for you. Uh, no doubt about it. Got some really good guests I'm excited to, to talk about and talk to. Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ. He joins us each week following a Raiders game, win or loss, and he'll join us at 2.30 to talk about what he saw from the offense, what he saw from Derek Carr. a lot of questions. Should you put Marcus Mariota in? I said it before. I went on a rant last week that – not a rant, but I just kind of let it be known that Marcus Mariota is probably not the answer. I don't think he's the answer. He hasn't done anything since he's been with the Raiders except for be injured. But I wouldn't have any problem with them throwing him in there for, you know, a couple plays here and there. Third and, and short, fourth and short, the Mariota package that they, you know, are trying to get going, that every time they do put them in there is a pre-snap penalty, and then they have to take them back off the field. 
hell, I wouldn't even mind seeing them out there for a drive just to see what happens, you know, just to get a little bit of jump start. I, would, I think at this point the Raiders have to explore all options. I don't think anything should be off the table right now for the Raiders. So we'll talk to Jim Plunkett about the offense and the team coming up at 2.30. At 3 p.m., Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join us to see, talk about what he saw from the Silver and Black on Sunday. We'll also talk a little bit of UNLV with him as uh, uh, the football team lost to San Diego State on Friday, and then uh, the Running Rebels basketball team has uh, lost a couple as well. But uh, we'll talk majority of Raiders with Ed Graney, but it's always good to catch up with him. That'll be at 3 o'clock. Then Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review Journal as well. He'll talk about, one, Henry Ruggs being in court this morning. Uh, he had to go to court because he had missed an alcohol test uh, last week, so the judge ordered him to go to court. So we'll talk about that with them. And we'll also talk about another professional team that's uh, attempting to come to Las Vegas or at least saying that they're attempting to come to Las Vegas. That's the A's. As the last report I saw is that Summerlin's actually offering them land. Here you go. Here's land. Build it. Build it. Come on. It's all good. So we'll talk to Mick Akers at 3.30. Uh, did get a really good text message already I'm very proud of at uh, 69187, keyword R&R. And uh, feel free to text us at any time. This text is great, though. This is a good one to start the show. You suck. Talk Raider football. It's an awesome text to start the show. So <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get a name, though. They didn't put a name on it, but I do appreciate that. So thank you very much for that. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I love it's, it's, you know, and I'm not going to go. I'm not even going to go there. But I just love how... Things aren't going right with the football team, and it's everyone's fault but the football team. So I get it. It's cool. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to eat, breathe, sleep Raiders football 24-7, and I guess in a two-hour show I'm supposed to talk Raiders for 120 minutes. Sorry, I apologize. Texter from the 209, you suck. Talk Raider football. Thank you. That uh, is an awesome text. So next time, just like I said, appreciate putting your name on it as well. Uh, but we do want to hear from you, even if it does just be a text that says you suck. That's okay. You could definitely hit me up. It's cool. I'll read it, as you can see. 69187, keyword R&R, and the listener line, 702-365-9200. I do have a question for you, besides if I suck or not. The Raiders now have lost three in a, ro- in a row. To me, team is looking broken, at least offensively. They have seven games left with a 500 record currently. What do you think is next? for this Raiders team. What direction do you think they go? What do you think they do with these final seven games? Let us know about it. Again, 702-365-9200, and then the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, got a text from Glenn in San Jose. I've seen this picture play out, so it's not a shock to my system. But what a lot of fans are doing, which I refuse to do, is give up on them. I'm coming in two weeks for the next home game, throw my stuff in my room that Saturday, and head to the Rockstar Bar and Grill for some fun. I hope Raider Nation will show up and ride or die with the team. That's from Glenn in San Jose. Uh, that's, a good, that's a great attitude to have, Glenn. It really is. Uh, because, that, look, you're only guaranteed 17 of these things, right? You're only guaranteed 17 of them. Um, you know, all of us, including myself, thought that this team was going to get more than 17, thought this was going to be a playoff team. It obviously doesn't feel like it is right now. But, again, not mathematically out of it. They can catch fire at any point and just take off. And then, boom, all of a sudden we're talking about a whole different story later on. But, Again, it's just one of those situations, uh, you know, it, it's not looking really good. But that is an awesome attitude to have, and uh, we look forward to you being here. That'll be the uh, Washington football team game that you're coming in for, and we will be at the, uh, at the Rockstar Bar and Grill. Pre- appreciate everyone who's been coming out there, as a matter of fact. A lot of folks have been coming out having a good time. We, we went out there on Saturday, had a good time. Damon was out there uh, doing his thing. We all were out there, and we just we had a good time. So, no doubt, uh, look forward to, like I said, look forward to having you 
uh, in the building. I got a text from Mike from the OC. Good afternoon. Let me start by saying I like Carr, but I'm finding that it seems he just can't, can't bounce back from what has gone on in the past four weeks, which is understandable, but at what point does coaching realize that? Got to try something new. Maybe Mariota, maybe open up the playbook. Again, that's from Mike in the OC. I mean, I, I say it like this. Danny's shaking his head, and I understand. And I know we talked about it last week, DeMond, where, you know, well, what's Mariota going to do? Carr gives you the best chance to win. Like, I'll say this. At this point, with the offense struggling the way it is, I mean, these guys were one for seven on third down. These guys had a turnover. The defense created a turnover on the first drive got to the nine-yard line, and they got no closer than the five. Like that, I mean, there, and there was no shots to the end zone. That's when I looked over, and, and I had Chris Chapman and Clay Baker sitting next to me, and I looked at him and said, what in the hell's going on? And really, shout-out to my man Brian Salmon from uh, uh, News 3. He, uh, he joined the show on Friday, but he even pointed out, he said, in Q, who was the first play to? And I was like, oh, it was a run to Josh Jacobs. He's like, no, it was a run to Peyton Barber. I was like, that's right. It was Peyton Barber that took the first the first snap. You're at the nine-yard line, which, by the way, Dallin Levitt should have scored. You stay on the outside and you score. You have a blocker right there. There's, you score if you do that. He cuts it inside for whatever reason. And, and look, hey, you get it down to the nine, you should score a touchdown anyway. I, I don't care if Dallin scored it or someone else scores it. But, uh, you know, I, I just I didn't understand that. And I, I knew then that this is not going to be good. You get all the way down to the nine. And the only, only thing you get is three points out of that. You start leaving points out there on the, on the field. You leave the negative fours out there, negative four out there, negative four out there. Those catch up to you. Between that and personal foul penalties that extend drives for Cincinnati and allows them to score three points here, three points there. That keeps them in the game. All that stuff adds up, man. All that stuff really adds up in a major way. So, um, yeah, obviously there's a lot to – a lot to uh, talk about on today's show. I know a lot of folks are lining up the, the phone lines right now. Uh, let's start off with uh, uh, 211 Steel Reserve. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, God bless, man. I love what y'all do. Hey, look, man, when, when, when the nation is down and out and the way we're losing, they're going to come at you. It's a t- toxic relationship, so don't get down, Q. I wouldn't even address anybody anymore, man, because I see what you're doing on there. Just Man, it's just toxic, brother. You just keep doing what you're doing. Um, as far as, man, I'm hearing all this Mariota talk. He ain't the answer. Let's keep it real. He's been on the IR since he's been with us. I right. get what fans want to see change. I get it. And ain't nobody giving up on the team. Ain't nobody giving up. But we've seen this picture draw too many times. We've seen the same story. We've seen Carr at the podium saying, blame me, too many times. And he ain't the whole reason we're losing. Like yesterday, that, that field goal, man, that, that burned me up because you get, a, you get a gifted ball to you. You right. go down there. You can't score. To me, it was minus seven because you go down there, you kick a field goal, and then you give that field goal right back. That's infuriating, especially with the penalties, especially with Yannick with that late hit was idiotic. Everybody's like, well, momentum. No, three steps. Even Charles Woodson tweeted on you. How do you not pull off of that? Not only did momentum, but what's up with the arm extension? That is not momentum. That's just a stupid play right there, bonehead move by a pro that shouldn't have been done. Right. And then it's it's just – a lot of everything. I'm not sure what's going on with Josh Jacobs not being down there on the first play. It's a lot of everything. It's just infuriating, man. And and the home the home record is embarrassing. Yeah. It's like nine and three, I believe. Right. That we've lost nine games in that building, and we can't not keep calling this thing the Death Star until we 
until we change that. This is right. not a Death Star. By the way, the Death Star was destroyed. So <laughs> real. Right? needs to be. You know, if we, if we need to, we need to fight far away back. Let's call it the Thunderdome in the meantime because we need to do something. We need right. to far away back to get home field advantage. And it's just infuriating, man. And and it's just about here in Basaccia today. Kind of to me, I don't know about you guys, but I took him like he kind of took a shot at a car. You know, like in the beginning of the uh, of the uh, conference, I, that's how I took it. But right. you know, I, I just don't think this is deeper. Everybody, like the, I think one of your text messages said that uh, they don't think cars bounce back for this. Uh, what's been going on? No, this has been the ongoing story for the last what three, four years with the collapse in the second half. Right. Car is car. He is one of the common denominators in that collapse. He is the one piece that's constantly there after all the coordinators and after all the changes. Car is that piece that's there, and in the second half. He's a common denominator on that collapse. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you for that call, my man. I do appreciate it. That's a lot of good stuff right there uh, to unpack. And, and uh, yeah, man, that, uh, like I said, a lot to unpack. But that first, that first drive right there from the nine-yard line really kind of set the tone for the day. And uh, I know what you're talking about with Basaccia and, and him calling out Carr. I believe the question was asked to Basaccia about uh, Derek and mentioned the offense was flat and – uh, Basaccia said that the, the team, he didn't feel like the team was flat today. I think there was a little miscommunication between the questions and the answer, but it did kind of, well, he has the right to his opinion, and, uh, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll state my own opinion or some, something to that extent. I don't know the exact wording, but I, I think I know exactly where you're talking about. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you coming up in just a few minutes. We have Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ. We'll talk to him about the offense and see what's going on, talk about the quarterback position. Uh, but let's go out to uh, Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's up, Q? Hey, two eleven, great call, man. I, I felt the same thing, Q, man. I, I I thought I saw a little little arrows getting shot back with with um Rich and Derek in that interview, man. I I just something fishy going on, man. Something fishy going on. But you thought you said to, like we saw Peyton Barber one time. He come out on the first play and like and, and then he throws the ball to Jacob. What did he, did he expect Jacobs to get his head knocked off? I'm kind of glad Jacobs dropped the ball. That might have went back the other way on a fumble recovery, Q. Right, man, right. And, and, and like and like two eleven said, man, nobody's quitting on the team, man. I feel the Raiders are quitting on the nation. Let's, right. let's, let's get it correct, man, because we're here. We ain't gone nowhere. Year after year after year after year after year, we are here. Now we got a platform so these so these so these these players can hear us and maybe get something corrected because. You can't just keep going out. We there's just these are professionals, man. These coaches are professionals, and the stuff that Rich says, you know, he 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 looks like he looks, and we all was happy when when Gruden left and he went two in a row because Gruden lost two in a row before Gruden left. So this just this this just hasn't happened, man. And, and, and to me, this has been the most saddest season, really, because we had such high hopes, man. Right. We we had promises from Carr that this ain't gonna happen. We have promises with this and this and this, and none of it is coming to fruition, man. It's right. all going back. So when people say we quit on the Raiders, are we quit on the – no, we ain't quitting. And it's knowing that no one personally hates Derek Carr as a man. But as a football player, man, he can't be doing the same things he's been doing in the same office for four years. Sitting here, so we all know what he did. We all saw it yesterday, man. You've seen it on that third day. He switched. He audible out of the play with both safeties down in the box. And he audible to that run to Drake, and Drake was pissed. Drake gets on slam. like, why you give me the ball? 
<laughs> man, one on one on the outside with this dude number seven that you brag works his butt off so hard, and you don't even give him a chance to go out and make a play. Right. And then you know, I kind of didn't like the interview at the end when he kind of threw shade at one of you guys when he asked about, oh, we checked that box. Like, oh yeah, we checked that box with Tawaller. How many catches did Renfro had yesterday? I think he had four, right? I think he had four. For sure. I mean, but yeah, nothing, nothing down the field, nothing down the field. Just, just the way he said that, I checked that box. Was like, really, dude? Right. Well, that okay, good and great call. Thank you for the call. I'll say this: when he and that was Levi uh, Damian that asked him the question about the wide receivers not getting the ball all week long. We said Waller, Waller, Waller needs to get involved, and so he heard that, and unfortunately. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well sometimes. You know, sometimes we hear more than we need to hear. And sometimes we read, we read more than we, we, uh, we, tr- we need to read. He heard all week long that Waller needs to get involved. you got to let a superstar be a superstar or whatever. You know, and I'll just, I'll just talk for myself personally. That's what I kept saying, even in the pregame show. you got to get Waller involved. Well, Waller had seven catches for 100-plus yards, no touchdowns. And he had some catches that were good, but when he had a big catch, then what happened? All of a sudden, boom. It was a three and out or a penalty and went backwards. I mean, it just they weren't as effective. But to his credit, all of a sudden we come in and we've been talking about Waller needs to get the ball. Then all of a sudden the, the, uh, the wide receivers don't get the ball. And he's like, but we did get the ball to Waller, so check that out. So he was being a smart ass. He absolutely was. And that's part of his frustration. That's part of him losing. Hell, he told me when I asked him about why wasn't it the offense aggressive until that one drive where they go three plays and 75 yards. Was it the defense? Was it the play calling? What was the problem? And he said, well, I'll let you talk about that. That's what he said. And nobody's playing that part of the soundbite, by the way. But that's what he said. And then he went into the part about, I've been a Raider fan for 20 years, and I'm tired of this crap. So, uh, yeah, man, you could tell that he's super, super frustrated, fed up, and that's why I said mentally exhausted. And I don't know how you snap out of it. I don't know how you, you recover from that. I really don't. And, again, it sounds like it's doom and gloom. It sounds like, you know, the season's completely over. They're still 5-5. Five five. They still have seven games guaranteed. I just don't know where they go from here. I don't know where they go from here or what's next. And they're on a short week against the Cowboys. It's not going to get any easier. So I know we've got a couple more calls. I'd like to get to them. But I do have Jim Plunkett coming up next. So we're going to take a quick break here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We're going to be here for Monday Night Football. I encourage you to come on by, uh, hang around, talk some football with us, watch some games. If you want to tell me in person that I suck, that's cool. I love it. Come on by. We're going to be here. 2.26 at the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And we are back live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. 2.30 is the time. We're going to be here for Monday Night Football. Tampa Bay and the New York Giants will be on this screen in a matter of hours, and we'll be here hanging out. Lots of good drink specials. We've got a lot of good food specials and, of course, a lot of prizes for you. Uh, right now we're waiting on Jim Plunkett, the two-time Super Bowl champ, to give us a call. He should join the show at any point. But DeMond gave me the okay to go ahead and get a caller that's been patiently waiting. So, DeMond, who do you want to go to? Go ahead and, uh, and, and let him up. We got Dane up next. Dane, what's up, Dane? Welcome to the show. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, quick things. I know you got uh, Mr. Plunkett coming on. So um, it, it's crazy to me that Brian Edwards has zero targets yesterday. And like you said, you know, they finally get a chance to come out hot to get the lead for once. You know, instead of being down 7 nothing, 10 nothing, 14 nothing, to score a touchdown on a nice turnover. And those play calls were, were crazy. And why doesn't he trust? you know, a, a 50-50 ball or maybe a little bit better to someone like Brian Edwards. You know, he'll sneak those ones in. He had a nice pass yesterday to Foster Moreau. If you remember the Eagles game, he snuck a nice one into Foster Moreau. He made a great catch. 
you know, big body, big guy. Why doesn't he have that kind of trust with Brian Edwards in the red zone inside the 10? You know, give that guy a shot. I mean, right. is he not that guy? I mean, he's a big body, strong wide receiver. I don't know why you don't take shots in the end zone when you got a wide receiver like Brian Edwards and you're inside the 10. Right. No, good good question. Good question. And we'll address that in just a few minutes. But right now we do have on the phone lines uh, two-time Super Bowl champion Jim Plunkett. And, Jim, thank you so much for your time as you join us each and every week following a Raiders game, win or loss. And we do appreciate that. And so, Jim, we were just talking about the offense and the struggles. And even in the red zone, our, our last caller, Dane, was talking about why not use Brian Edwards more in the red zone. He got no targets down by the, the goal line. Uh, what, what do you see as the biggest issue, especially with the Raiders' offense near the, the goal line? Well, I think there are too many, too many lateral throws to the sidelines, you know, allowing the defense to come up and make the tackles, you know. And then you always, always want to look for Waller in the end zone, big, strong, tall, tight end that you can get the ball to. Uh, I don't think anybody can match really well up with them down there. Uh, but, yeah, they are, probably, uh, they are struggling to put points on the board. There's no question about it. And they've had, you know, several opportunities, which is disappointing. Yeah, no, it really is, and that's where the frustration from Raider Nation comes from. We get a lot of calls, people upset. You know, it's been the three games after the bye week, and they haven't been able to find a W yet. And so offensively, as the quarterback, I know you have no problem throwing the ball a bunch of times and, and every time if you have to, but when there is no run game or a lack of run game, how much does that hurt you? Oh, it hurts you quite a bit. You know, there, there goes the play action, you know, because they're not worried about the run so much as they are the pass, uh, so they don't really bite on the, on the play fake. Uh, when you try to fake it to, to the, one of the running backs. So, you know, you, 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 and it's up to the, you know, the, your wide receivers and tight end to get open. You know, they have a, a, a responsibility to beat the guy one-on-one somewhere down the field. And it's not just not getting done enough as it is. And, you know, sometimes the pressure gets to Derek and, and he has to rush his throws. But, you know, I just don't like the lateral passing uh, when you throw the ball uh, across the field, but he's only five yards deep. He's open, but, you know, he's only going to pick up a few yards. You know, I like the more vertical passing down the field, uh, finding the guys open, either man-to-man or zone. There's always somebody who can find a way to get open, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's obviously one of the big questions. Another thing that people have been pointing out or been asking about is Marcus Mariota, if you think that he should be involved in some packages, not necessarily the quarterback all the time, but some packages. Do you think that they need to get that guy more involved? Well, you know, they are struggling offensively, so, you know, it might be a good idea to get him in, involved in, in, the, in the passing and run game because he's a guy who, if the pass isn't down the field, he's a guy who can pick up several yards on the ground. There's no question about it in the first down on several occasions and sometimes go for that long gainer. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, Derek Quarter is the quarterback. He's going to be taking, you know, the majority of snaps. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, and but the running game is also not, has not been helping lately. Uh, you got to get that going to help Derek out a little bit. Right. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And as far as what they have left, Jim, I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. They're not mathematically out of anything. It just right. feels like it's a, it's a bad place that they're in right now. How does Derek Carr, as the leader of this team, how does he get this thing jump-started? Well, you know, it's not, it's not only up to him. Of course, he's, you know, as a quarterback, everybody looks to him for right. guidance and, and, and for performance. And, you know, he's got to find a way to get that done. But he's also got to have a lot of help. There's no, there's no question about it. The running game has not been very good as of late. And that was one of the things, I think, early on when they got that little uh, three-game winning streak going that, uh, that really helped Derek in the passing game. And, you know, they've got you know, got to concentrate on that a little bit more, get that going, make them respect that run game so that those linebackers and sometimes those defensive backs bite on a run fake uh, and have them closer to the line of scrimmage more often. 
and that would help Derek out quite a bit. Defense has, you know, been playing, hanging in there tough, you know, to, uh, a very close game for three quarters, and all of a sudden a couple of turnovers and, you know, just turn, turn the whole game around. Yeah, and, you know, one of the, the turnovers that happened good for the Raiders was uh, the very first drive, you know, that defensively they created a turnover, got the ball back all the way to the nine-yard line and didn't take one shot into the end zone. I think that that was one of those really telling drives. Is that more Greg Olson's play calling, or is that more just, like you said, throwing the ball to the flats and just living with it? Well, you know, a little bit of both. You know, Greg Olson, you know, he's, he's done a you know fine job over the years. Uh, and, you know, I, I personally I like to see him be more aggressive, uh, take three shots in the end zone if you have to, but you <laughs> right. know, help him get one of them in there. Uh, but, you know, he's a successful guy. He knows his offense. But, you know, uh, I think they're trying a little bit too hard to, to run the ball in and have to throw in that third down when you, everybody knows you have to throw. That makes it that much more difficult for the quarterback. How much do you think that this offense is missing the speed and the playmaking ability of Henry Ruggs? Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. Not only uh, his ability to make the big play, down the football field, but what happened, you know, to him uh, and stuff, uh, uh, you know, getting in a car accident. Right. Uh, I think it left a big hole in the Raiders, both, uh, you know, physically on the football field and emotionally. Uh, you know, I think they all grieved a little bit for uh, their teammate. And, uh, you know, I, I think that draws you down a little bit. But, you know, you're a professional. You have a job to do, so you got to go out there and do it. Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And they have a quick turnaround now. I mean, they have a game on Thursday, and this right. is something that we asked to uh, all the players and the coaches last night in the media session is, I mean, how much after a loss like that does it help that you're right back on the field immediately? Well, sometimes that's a good thing, you know. Uh, sometimes you want to lick your wounds and, you know, have a bye. But other times, uh, you know, they want to get that corrected, and they want to go out there, work real hard, concentrate on their individual jobs and their team performances and, and go out there and, and bounce back really strong and you know Dallas obviously is a beatable ball club uh, but you know they're you know they're they're seven and three not not a whole lot better than than the Raiders are at five and five uh, and uh, you know they lost last week against Kansas City 19 to nine heck mm-hmm. um, you know they're going to be a little down too so you know it's time for the Raiders to you know gather around the boys, as they say, and, and the quarterback uh, on offense and, and put some points on the board. And, you, know, you know, I think they'll do just fine. And as far as the preparation for this week, when it's a short week like that, I mean, how, how fast does things, you know, kind of get uh, put into place? I mean, the injury report came out today, which we're never used to seeing on Monday. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, those are one of the things, uh, you know, both teams have to deal with. So, you know, that's not unusual. Uh, and, you know, they played uh, short weeks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know, this team is, you know, relatively experienced. They've got to, they're going to have to fill a few holes with uh, some injuries and such. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, I expect the Raiders to be ready to go. We talked uh, earlier about Greg Olson and the play calling in the first two games post-John Gruden. Everything looked really good, and now it's kind of coming back down to earth. Do you think that's a little bit of a product of defensive coordinators and defenses are picking up on his tendencies now? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, they, uh, they've discovered what uh, Greg Olson likes to do in, in these certain situations. Uh, uh, and, you know, they're taking, you know, defensively they're taking advantage of it. They're taking those particular plays away and making it more difficult for the Raiders, you know, to convert on third down uh, to, or to come up with a big play. Although the Raiders did come up with a few big plays, uh, you know, Sunday. But, uh, you know, you need more of those. But, yeah, you've got to change your tendencies and not do the same thing in certain situations each and every week. 
Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So when you're having struggles like the Raiders are right now, they're currently on a three-game losing streak, as I mentioned, but they still have seven games left. How do you keep the locker room from, like, pointing fingers, like the defense saying, well, the offense isn't doing their job, or the offense saying, well, you got to get us the ball back. How do you stop that from happening? Well, you know, you know, that's a good question. I wish I knew. I, you know, I've been <laughs> in locker rooms when you've had a few losses, and, and people get on each other's nerves, and, and uh, uh, you know, a lot of talk in the locker room, which is not, not really positive. Uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, the coaches uh, should be able to step in and, and get this uh, team, you know, concentrated on the, on the next game because they, now they know that every game is really darn important. As you said, they're not out of it yet, but they're get, getting very close. So, you know, <clears throat> I'd like to see this team bounce back, put some points on the board. They've got to start scoring more, take a little bit of pressure off that defense, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and score early, too. I mean, that's that's my biggest thing is you're not seeing the first drive score. You're not seeing the multiple first quarter draw, drives. You're seeing them get behind and them having to come come from behind and try to win those games. How important is it, especially on Thursday, for them to get off to a hot start? You know, I think you have a good point there. You know, it, it, it's great when that the offense puts a few points on the board. Now the defense is allowed to do more things defensively. You know, blitz if they want to, not worried about, the, you know, giving up a big play because they've got the lead. Uh but, you know, those are things that really help the defense when you put points on the board early, and it also helps the offense. Now the other team's a little bit more aggressive, and that's when you're able to take your shots down the football field in the passing game. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, getting, getting on the board early, quick and early, and making the other team play from behind makes a big difference in the, in the outcome of a ball game. Final question for you, we do appreciate your time as always. What do you think will be the biggest key for this Thursday's game? It's a quick turnaround. You know, I you know I think I think you mentioned that putting points on the board early will uh, will help uh, quite a bit, and you know getting that run game going a little bit and take a little bit of the pressure off that passing game and Derek Carr. There you go, there it is, the great Jim Plunkett. Thank you so much for your time. We always appreciate you. We look forward to talking to you next week, and hopefully uh, the Raiders will snap their three-game losing streak. Always a pleasure. Let's go get them, Raiders. Bye. There you go. There's the great Jim Plunkett. Always great to uh, talk to him for a few minutes about what he saw from the from the team, and, and you heard him right there. You know, he'd like to see more more uh, north and south passes instead of east and west. You know, less less throws passes to the flats and more uh, down the field. And, and look, when you, when you're first and goal from the nine. Your first drive is first and goal to the, from the nine, and you never take one shot into the end zone. That is no doubt about it a problem. No doubt about it, there is a problem there. And I'm not putting it oh, squarely on Derek Carr's shoulders. I'm not putting it squarely on Greg Olson's shoulders. I'm not squarely putting it on Rich Versace's shoulders. But it's a collective problem. It's a collective problem. And at some point, somebody has to say, hey, man, I don't care if it's Darren Waller. I don't care if it's Brian Edwards, like, like Dane said. Somebody at some point needs to say, hey, we're at the nine, damn it. Let's take a shot in the end zone. Somebody, I don't care who it is, honestly. I don't care if it's Zay Jones. I don't care if it's the dude on the end of the bench. I don't care if it's Dylan Stoner. You know what I mean? Now, it's not going to mean as much from someone who, who's out there playing, but at least somebody recognize it and be like, hey, what are we doing here? We have first and goal. I don't care if it was Denzel Perryman. Hey, we just gave you the ball in the nine. Get us more than three. Get a seven. 243 is the time. We're going to come back, close out hour number one. We're at the Oyo. The Underground Lounge is where we're at. Monday night football action. Come on by, see us. I got some new prizes that just been handed to me. I'll tell you about them next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. 
Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 247 is the time. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The Underground Lounge is the location. Monday Night Football going to be in action a little bit later. My man just walked in, got his Sin City Raiders shirt on. I see him. Sitting at the bar, about to get his gamble on, get a couple beverages in him so he can uh, enjoy the action tonight. And you can be just like my man and uh, come on by and hang out and get hooked up with some of these amazing prizes. We have this T-shirt that was just handed to us that is freaking awesome. It's a Corona uh, Blackhole.com T-shirt. Football's most notorious fans, the official Blackhole.com T-shirt. And this thing is cool, really cool looking. I guess that's the only way I could describe it without – you know, drooling on it. It's really nice. So you should come by and by, get hooked up with that. Uh, we have some fantastic prizes. We may or may not have a Raider Modelo football here. I'm just saying. Like, it, it could be in my hand right now, and by the time you get here, it may already be gone. <laughs> That's how you do it, Danny. That's how you do it. Oh, that thing is gone. No, this is pretty awesome. I'm up here playing catch with people uh, here. So you can come on by, and uh, I, I'll throw you the rock. Uh, look, I'm only going to throw a out to the flat pass, though. I don't have no deep ball. So, I'm sorry, you're going to have to be the running back out the backfield, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to be stretching the field too much, but uh, I'll definitely try to hit you. Right now on our phone lines at 702-365-9200, we got our guy Aaron right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Aaron? Q, what's going on, my man? Chilling, man, trying to maintain. Yeah, you and me both, man. <laughs> uh, I was, man, I, I was at the last Sunday's game against the Chiefs. I walked through the gate four. I was at the bottom of the, of the torch uh, right there where they pulled the black curtains. Anyway, that's that's not important. I don't know what I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, we need to figure out something. Uh, I don't know if Mariota's the answer, but I don't know if Derek Carr is, is, has an injury that he has not disclosed. But they they just don't look right, and I'm 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 starting to get nervous. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, and, and that's a good call. Thank you, Aaron, for it. I'll tell you, it's 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 something to get nervous about, and I think that you know you saying that you're just starting to get nervous is mean that you've kept a pretty level head the last three weeks because I know a lot of Raider Nation have not only hit the panic button, they broke the damn thing. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I did a show last week and I said, you know, is it close to time to hit the panic button? And then I got hit up last night like, hey, Q, I just broke the panic button. I'm through, I'm through with the, the almost. I, I did a podcast talking about that the team looks like they're close to breaking and someone laughed and quote tweeted and said, close to breaking? They already broke. So, I mean, it's, it's what extreme you're looking at and what extreme you're looking at it from, but – there's a lot of questions, like I mentioned to start the show. There's a lot of questions that haven't been answered, and it's going to be tough to answer. It really is. I, I just, where do you start? You know, especially with the offense, which I never thought I'd be talking about would be the problem. It's always the defense. It's always the defense, defense, defense. Well, this year, and, and, and lately, obviously, it's the offense. Again, didn't think that that was going to be the problem. Kyle in West Virginia, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? Um, last two weeks. Defense, 140. They were on the field for 146 plays. Offense, 98. Yep. That that's unacceptable. Yeah. I, I'm very critical of Derek Carr. I have been in the past. He started going well again this year, so I gave him some love again. But you're he's the man that gets the ball every play. He says that we were out of sync. Do you think Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers will let his their teams be out of sync? He just was literally sitting on the sideline, just staring off into space. I've never seen. Any quarterbacks that are top-tier quarterbacks, like an Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, they want to be standing there. They'd be on everybody's asses saying, let's go. It's time to move the ball. Yes, I've been playing bad, but let's go. We're going to get back into this. 
I didn't see any fire. I mean, right. the press conference, his head was down, his hat was over his eyes, moving side to side. He didn't – He something is – I don't – I mean, he's – from a standpoint, from an outsider looking in, he seems like a good guy. He really seems like a great guy. As a football player, I put it on Twitter yesterday, I want to be upset if I've never seen him take another snap for the Raiders again. Like, I – I know I know Mariota's not the answer, but I just wanted something different. I'm tired of the last three years has been the same. Actually, longer than that, but six and two in 2019, six and two in 2020, and then five and two this year. And it's I've seen the story over and over, and it always it always has the same ending. We need to get the offense clicking. And honestly, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I feel like this season's done. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, hope you guys have a health, uh, happy and healthy, safe Thanksgiving. Thank you again, Q. Absolutely. Thank you, Kyle, for the call. Appreciate you, my man. And I get it, and I appreciate the passion as well. I get it, you know, and, and I think that, you know, as you're tired of the same old song and dance, I think Derek Carr's tired of the same old song and dance. As he mentioned uh, last night when I asked him the question about getting the ball down the field and why it took so long, and, and his answer to that was real short and just, hey, I'll let you talk about that. You, you know, go ahead and, and look at, at whatever. Uh, you guys could talk, speak on that. And then he just went into this 20 years, a Raider fan, and losing and demon if you got that sound bite can you play it real quick it's just uh it's it's i think i can't remember what number it is but uh it's it's real quick and it's not quick it's about 30 seconds but it's just Derek carr just going on a i don't want to say a rant but just kind of standing on his soapbox about being a raider fan for as long as he's been a raider fan and losing and how he's tired of this crap and to hear the passion from him was uh i i, I found it pretty refreshing so here's Derek carr talking about being a raider for tw- raider fan for 20 years <laughs> You know, being a Raider fan for a long time, you know, 20 years of this crap is enough. You know, I'm fed up. I just want to be a part of the, 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 the moment it changes, you know. I want that so bad. And uh, that's what keeps driving me. You know, I get pissed off and I get upset and I, I stand up here and I've done this way too many times than I'd like to do it. Um, you know, because in my heart, um, the men in our room, the way we work, the way we go after things, it shouldn't always end like this crap. And so uh, we have another one in just a few days against a really good football team. So if we don't want to stand up here and have to do this again, we better get it right. I, as he was staring right at me when he was saying that, which is fine. I, uh, I, I could appreciate that. Again, hearing him say he's pissed off, hearing him say crap multiple times. I know that, you know, that, yeah, that could be as easy as lip service, but I just I could appreciate him looking and sounding super frustrated because I think and I know from listening to all the callers, and we've only been on the air 54 minutes, but all callers or all the texters are frustrated and tired of it too. They really are. So if Derek Carr, who's, like he said, has been a fan for 20 years, regardless, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's been a player for eight years. What about the fan base that's been fans for 30 years, 40 years, 20 years, 10 years? I have people hit me up and say, Q, my son was born in 94. He's never seen a winner. You know, or what do we tell what do we tell our kids that doesn't know what a win is like? I get it. I totally get the frustration. I, my son's in the same boat. He's never seen the team win. Never. He's never seen them be worth the salt. He just trusts what I'm saying. Good thing he's not the texter that said I suck. <laughs> he might. <laughs> he's 18 and out the house now. <laughs> he's 18 and out the house. He might text me and be like, Dad, you suck. You gave me the wrong team. Yeah, it's true. No, he's he doesn't have a two hundred nine number. He's got a five five nine number. He might have a burner. He might pull a KD on me. No, but in reality, I'm serious. I mean, you know, he he might be mad at me. Why don't why did you why did you make me a fan of a team that can't win? It's a lot going on right now, of course. But 
hey, we're going to keep it, keep it moving, keep it pushing. They got seven games guaranteed. We still want to hear from you, obviously, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Want to know what you think is next, man. There's seven games left. Coming up to start off hour number two, we're going to ask the same thing, the same question to Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and also the Review Journal does a fantastic job. He was in the press box where I was at yesterday. He had his thoughts. He had his questions that he asked to the players and the coaches. We'll get his thoughts next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.